I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Welcome to Sick Boy, a podcast where we talk about what it's like to be sick. This week's guest is Kevin. He has neurofibromatosis type 2. Let's talk about it. I got coffee here, I got coffee there. Hey guys, it is a hey. feel-good Friday. One, two, one, two. It's a feel-good Friday. We got a guest in studio. It's beautiful weather outside. But it's not a, it's not a feel-good Friday episode. No, but it's Friday We're and I feel good. feeling good on this Friday, and we happen to have a guest in the studio on a Friday. It's Wait, good Friday. I, I can always tell when we've started recording, because you guys go into recording mode. This We're, is it. We're recording right this now. This is recording right? mode. Uh, <laughs> I, can, I can barely hear you. You, uh, you should turn your gain way up. I can yeah. tell we're recording because of this, because of how Jared just. How about that. this? Yeah. How Jared yeah. just. There you go. That's better. Is this good? Yeah. Tech mode. All right, guys, here we go. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. It's like <laughs> the fucking like. Yeah, the traffic is crazy out there this morning. Steve and the douche. <laughs> Ew. Um, Parks and Rec. Well, yeah, this is going to be uh, this is going to be great. First of all, we're in studio. We got a guest in studio. It fucking feels so good to have a guest in studio. No, sh- no, you know, we're not, I'm not shitting on the guests that we've had on Zoom, <laughs> but like, it just fucking sucks compared to in person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just not as personable. And uh, the thing that I love about it is that we get to sit down with our new friend, Kevin. I mean, I say new friend because I'm just meeting you, Kevin. Uh, or at least, uh, I don't think we, have we met? No, we, no, okay. no, we haven't met. Um, but I feel like for you, it, it might not feel like, no, exactly. Yeah. Like, uh, no, especially with the feel good Fridays. Like, yeah, I feel like I you got really to know get, you guys even more. And yeah, yeah. You really get a taste for our real, our, our unfiltered sense of humor. I, I also want to say, Kevin, I fucking love that shirt. Yeah, it's I also so agree. Awesome. It is a tight shirt. It out. It's getting nicer out. So. Right. Yeah. For the That's listeners right. who can't uh, see the shirt, it's a shirt with just a bunch of boobs on it uh, and it's uh, it's great no but but kevin uh, you've been listening since like day one yeah since that's so one. cool dude first of all thank you yeah yeah thank well, thanks you for guys. thanks yeah. for your support that means a lot mm-hmm. and uh what a nice what a nice thing to you know for us to be able to have you on the show um yeah and yeah. and you are very fitting for the show because kevin you are I mean, dude, when I read your like your bio, I, I, and I don't mean to say this in a in a way that's like that seems or sounds rude, but I was like, this guy's fucking got everything. Like, this guy's got a little bit of everything. There's, it's it's wild. You've been through a real ton of like hardcore medical shit. Um, uh, the esophageal atresia, which I don't even like quite know what that is. Uh, you were born with a hole in your heart. Um, you were born with just one kidney, but like, that's not even the, I'm sure we'll talk about some of that, but like, that's not the stuff that I, I feel like we're here to talk about. Hmm. Um, so before we get into 
NF2, which is, well, spoiler alert, that's where we're going to go. Before we get into that, can we talk about like the earlier years? Like the, 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 the Atresia, Atresia, Atresia? What is that? Atresia, yeah. Atresia. Give me a little rundown on like, what, what does that mean? What, what is that? And how did that affect you as a, as a youngin? Yeah, so I was, uh, so yeah, when I was first born, uh, my esophagus wasn't attached to my stomach. Um, Whoa. So yeah, they had to do surgery immediately to fix that. And uh, so um, still, um, basically like the esophagus still isn't, uh, the esophagus uh, will push food down into your stomach. So they fixed it so it's connected to the stomach, but mine is a lot weaker than everyone else's. So um, to this day, whenever I eat, I need uh, to drink something to kind of wash the food down. Uh, so there was that. And then as well, uh, my windpipe wasn't fully developed, so it randomly just closed shut on me. Whoa. Uh, I'd stop breathing for a while. Oh, and- my God. Well, so wait, if, yeah. you're, if, you're, if your esophagus isn't attached, like you were born without it attached to your stomach, mm-hmm. where's the food go? I would just right back up. Oh, it just comes out. Okay. <laughs> you're, like, you're, like, you're, you're thinking that it like it like drifts oh, into yeah. the space. Yeah, I was like, it oh, like, must just like oh, fall off to the side. You just start seeing bur- burger burger shapes, kind of like poking out the side but, of your. You know, it's, it's it's not really oh, that funny fuck, because it's kind of like. I mean, that's what I kind of was thinking. Yeah, I was like, where is it? It just must like sit in a spot and it's uncomfortable. Uh, but that makes much more sense. You just and you can never get it. It just sits there. Yeah. I feel like there forever. I feel like we've talked about something like that before though like because that part of your yeah. body where that connects is that the sphincter <clears throat> yes that is a sphincter, or a yes. sphincter. It is a sphincter yeah and so i guess that's what happens now when you when you're drinking to like keep things moving and going down it's to keep because the sphincter isn't like closing the way that it should if you don't drink mm-hmm. i'm assuming then you would Ooh. you would be sick or yeah, something food like just that kind of hangs out uh, in my esophagus and gets oh. stuck, and so yeah, every time I t- eat something, I have to wash it down. And yeah, I, and like, and I don't want to say I I know that feeling because I don't because I I think I do. I think I I know that feeling because like you know I think we've all had the experience of like like oh it feels like it's stuck, but I bet it's I bet you that feeling is like not even close to what it right. what it actually yeah. feels like, like when sadness it's actually versus fuck- depression. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, I, I just had a I just had a, a new visualization in my mind about what a sphincter is and what it does, and I just thought that I would share it with all of you because I feel like it's a really nice visualization that really makes it very clear as to what it is and what it does. I can already visualize it. I know that you might be. It's able a, it's to, a, right? a it's a, it's a sci fi it's a sci fi door on a spaceship. That's exactly where I'm. Was going. that it? <laughs> Actually, that exactly it. Yeah. I was thinking. I was thinking. Yeah, exactly. I was thinking. I was thinking Star Wars. Yeah, they're racing through the hallways, right. and they're come up against the door, and R two D two is like. <laughs> and then, and then he he ha- beep boop beep boop, and he hacks it, and then it opens up, and then as soon as they go through it, it goes. <laughs> I just uh, always think of sphincters as buttholes, and therefore I just picture them as buttholes in different sphincter, places of your body. Yeah. Like yeah. it's like the esophagus, esophagus to your stomach is it's your throat. It's your, it's throat your chest butthole. butthole. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah. Like, there's just a bunch of buttholes everywhere. Yeah, you got way more buttholes than you think. Well, you humans do. really are just a series of buttholes. <laughs> um, okay, so so that that sounds like it sucks. Um, the the surgery i guess was like probably early on in your life yeah yeah uh yeah within first few days yeah oh oh wow fucking Man. super early yeah right yeah now. because otherwise they're like you can't it's eat. just you going can't eat. yeah right. it's just the stuff's just going yeah. into your body all over the place and having relatively recently gone through the whole like hey there's a 
uh, you own you own a little human now. Mm-hmm. Like doctors are, they're they're like you need to this this thing's got to eat now. They're yeah. checking. It's got to eat yeah. right now. Yeah. And they're checking on things. Like they're they're yep. They totally. know what's going on. Yep. That's like me at twelve o'clock because I've been trying intermittent fasting because of uh, the weight gain from the CF. And at twelve o'clock, it's I need to eat now. now you know what I mean? Now. It's that. Um, so you were also born with a hole in your heart. Yeah, so that was a complication that like 14% of people with that uh, condition get. So yeah, I had a hole in my heart. And then when I was strong enough, so when I was around five, they did open heart surgery. Whoa. What is the Whoa. hole in your heart? Five o'clock. What is or the hole? Five, five years old, five o'clock. <laughs> wow, they did it at five o'clock wow. too. Jeremy's just thinking about Friday, five o'clock. <laughs> first, his first drink. Which, first will, beer. which will come well before five o'clock. I don't know why you're thinking about five o'clock. Um, <laughs> um, Holy fuck! <laughs> um, what what is that? What is that called again? The hole in your heart. We we've talked to we've talked to uh, we've talked to somebody before who had the a hole in their heart that you know they just had like lifelong issues with like managing that. Um, do, what um, is, mine, yeah, not too bad. I um, got it checked about five years ago, and there's still like a drip. Um, so it. Yeah, but they said that's fine. Apparently, does that uh, like affect your blood pressure at all, or what? Not or, really. No, yeah, okay. no, not too bad. Um, it was just, yeah, a weird thing to go through at five and yeah. yeah do you do you like? I'm trying to think of like my earliest memories, and like maybe I mean I have a bad memory anyway, but like maybe I can start to remember things around you know five years old. Do you remember anything about that time? I feel like that's like one of those like memories that like trigger you awake in the world you know like there's a comedian does a yeah. joke about like yeah. taking a massive shit Just who is it? online I and forget. like <laughs> but i mean and, five dude five is I, I mean i don't i don't remember when you start to like form like core memories that like stick I but five. i feel like five i think i think it's earlier than five i think it's earlier than five yeah Maybe, like but five like, years you, old i think i feel like you'd remember so kevin do you, <laughs> do you remember like their time around the the surgery yeah i remember um yeah, just, just a few times getting out, like, yeah, just the feeling, because I was in the hospital for quite a while, and then uh, just getting to leave the hospital was so exciting. Yeah. Um, and then, in a way, it was nice, because uh, a lot of my family isn't, um, doesn't live in Annie Ganesh, where, where I grew up, so I got to see a lot of family members, so there were some positives. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, uh, yeah, I have a few memories. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's funny because I was talking to a friend last night. Um, he was telling me that uh, one of his cousins passed away and he was going to the funeral and he was talking about how sad it was. But um, his family spread uh, across the country and he was talking about how, like, you know, the silver lining to the whole experience is like getting to be with friends and family in that time. And it's something that I, f- I feel like is, it's so easy to like overlook in the moment because like, obviously you're grieving the loss and whether it's you know, being in the hospital and going through something that's really scary or, or, or grieving the loss of a loved one, there is that kind of nice feeling of having the people closest to you around during that time, even though it's not an ideal scenario to be stuck in with them being there, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, really, uh, brings everyone together. Yeah. Anytime uh, I'm having surgery, um, yeah, the family really comes in. It brings everyone, yeah, together. And mm-hmm. um, this is definitely, this that's definitely like a, a nice way to look at the shitty parts of dealing with health issues. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people kind of, kind of 
miss that part of things because it, it's true. It, like it really does bring, it really does bring family together. Like it makes you know, it's like it's it's well, maybe not always, but like I feel like in my in my case, it has been like a really bonding experience mm-hmm. for a lot for for my you know for my mother or like or you know my my partner and my mother. You know, like there's a lot of coming together and, and people mm-hmm. supporting one another and, and being there for one another. Um, mm-hmm. I guess I guess we're like lucky to say that we have family that that are mm-hmm. there for us in that way, but yeah. mm-hmm. it's not not the case for everyone. So so when you went through that heart surgery. Um, <laughs> Do you, because like I, I imagine that that is, I'm trying to think about what it would be like to be five years old and go through this heart surgery. Obviously you, you would, would, or maybe, I don't know, I guess my question for you is, do you notice that like other kids your age aren't going through the same type of experience? Do you have any like brothers or sisters that kind of, you know, you look at that experience and go, Hey, there's something maybe a little bit different about my experience as a human being than the people around me. Yeah, a hundred percent. And uh, even with uh, the surgeries on my throat and everything, I'd get a special bed where I was kind of upright whenever I slept, right. uh, so that everything uh, would move uh, downward. And uh, also, like, yeah, because I was in and out of the hospital so much as a child. I have an older sister and then a younger brother, and and um, so when my mom was pregnant, I was very excited to have a younger brother, and my sister was like. Don't be excited. Like, we're going to lose. Like, the parents aren't going to pay attention to us. He's going to be in the hospital forever. Like, oh. yeah, he's not going to be around. So, yeah. Oh, that's, I, that's at first I was, I was like, ah, oh, that's so cute. Like, yeah. And then, but then the hospital part, I well, was like, because oh, that's, that's not what I was thinking. Well, because then, because then I, I guess we don't really talk about this super often, but I guess that means that that's, that's your sister's expectation is that when another, kid yeah. comes into the world it means that they're going to be in the hospital because that's mm. her experience with yeah. with with you know when you came into the world and then for her it's like i'm gonna lose out on yeah like and which is i'm sure isn't like actually true but for in her mind at that time it was like well i'm gonna i'm not gonna be loved i'm not gonna be focused on i'm, I'm not gonna be seen um because yeah. all of the focus from mom and dad are gonna be on my my sibling who's sick and which man I like I I bet you my sister felt some of that you know she was younger hmm. but still like when I was growing up yeah a lot of the focus was, was like on Jer you know Jer's sick Jer's this like yeah and and for her she wasn't and so I, I bet you she also had similar kind of feelings of like oh I'm I'm not as like I'm not as I, I'm not so much the focal point in the family yeah compared to my brother. Do you, do you ever, have you ever had a conversation at all or have you ever gotten a sense of like how your parents kind of like what your parents, I guess were going and maybe they shielded this from you or what, you know, for a number of different reasons, but how they felt knowing that, you know, that you have a kid. I mean, I had a kid a year ago and, and like I, the, the, as soon as you start talking about this stuff that happens as soon as you're born, you know, you need a surgery like the day after you you're born. I mean, Holy shit. Just having a kid is like just that just having a kid that has zero issues. Nothing is like such a fucking crazy experience. And like you are in a totally different dimension and then trying to think about what that would be like for me. If you know, my daughter needed a surgery the day after she was born. I mean, holy shit. I can't, it's, it's really hard to think about. Have you ever gotten a sense of what your parents, you know, felt like, um, and needing to deal with, 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 I don't mean that in a bad way, but like having to go through that, 
you know, that, that, that stress of, of, you know, their kid maybe not being okay and needing surgery. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah, pretty terrifying. And, um, so yeah, I was, uh, born in November and I got, they, they got to take me home just before Christmas. So yeah, the first month I was just in the hospital and then, um, a few months after that, they didn't even know about um, my windpipe not being that strong until uh, one day uh, my dad had me out for a drive uh, a few weeks after they got me home and I just stopped breathing. Oh, and God. Jesus. Yeah, it was it's winter so time. So he had, the, he had um, the hood over my head and so he just pulled it back and I was white as a ghost. And oh. So he smacked me on my back and I started breathing. Oh, my God. <laughs> just start you back up. <laughs> It's like yeah, it's like an NES game. You just blow into it. <laughs> the humans just give That's it a little scary. tap. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is crazy because like that, like like that is the shit. That's fucking scary like, though, dude. That's yeah. that's the shit that you're scared of when you're when yeah. you have a kid. Like in yeah. the middle of the night, and especially in the first few weeks, you're like, holy shit, are they breathing? Like mm-hmm. that's the because because they don't. <laughs> spoiler alert babies new babies do nothing <laughs> they just they're just there <laughs> and so you're you're kind of constantly looking for like some signal that they're still alive it, you know especially in that early period you're just like holy shit they're just laying there <laughs> you know and i mean to to have that you know I'm, i did that so many times with zay i just go in like are you breathing are you breathing, hmm. are you breathing? I, I wanted to ask kevin like you were talking about um your sister saying to you like hey don't be that excited for your new brother like they're, you know, these the parent, our parents are just going to be busy with them. Um, was your, is your brother like quote unquote healthy is, is cause I'm curious about NF type two and whether or not, um, either it's genetic or hereditary and, and if like your family at all, um, uh, has dealt, had to deal with NF type two in the past. Yeah. Uh, great question. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, hereditary, um, and so, yeah, uh, it, people can also just be born with it. Um, uh, but my, uh, on my mom's side of the family, it runs in the family, uh, and it's about a 50%, um, uh, chance that the kids will get it, uh, from the parents. And my brother does have NF2 as well. Okay. Um, okay. And yeah. so d- I'm, I'm curious, like, like Jeremy's, so when, when Jer was born and they found out that he has had CF, they knew that uh, they were at at that point. His parents both knew that they were carriers of the CF gene, and so when they had their second kid, uh, Natasha, um, they knew going into that that there was a chance that she would have it. Um, did your parents know? They must have known then at that point when they were having kids that there was a chance that you would have NF type two. Yeah. So my mom. Um yeah, so she has NF2, and she had a lot of surgeries, and due to some of the surgeries, she was told that she wouldn't have kids. There was like a 1% chance of having kids. Uh, and wow. Then, wow, whoa, 1%. Yeah. And she ended up having three. Well, yeah. Holy yeah. shit, that's, uh, <laughs> I mean, you're, you're a miracle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jerry, you, did that make you nervous? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh fuck! <laughs> we have to start uh, investing in some Trojans. Um, that is wild, though. One percent, and and like, if you if it's okay for me to ask, like, what were the types of surgeries that were that would have caused that um, that speculation that like that you know that uh, she had pre- a tumor on her ovaries. Oh yeah, uh, right. So okay. Had, yeah. Uh, wow. There. Wow. She must have been elated. Yeah, I mean, if they were trying, just wanted to be a mom. Like that was, yeah, 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 super excited and wow, 
Yeah. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to cut you off there. I, I, I was just like, that stat blew me away. Yeah. Like that's Pretty that's really crazy. that's really wild. Mm-hmm. Can, can you can you just for just for context, like can you give a, a little rundown on what NF two uh, a what it stands for mm. and b what it is? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so it's uh, neurofibromatosis type two. Uh, so it's um, genetic disease. So it uh, causes tumor growth uh, in the body. So you you always have tumor growth, uh, brain tumors. Uh, that grow on the hearing nerves. Um, so that, and then most people have spinal tumors as well. Uh, and then really tumors that'll grow anywhere else in the body. And they grow on the, the nerves in the body. Um, so the most common side effects, deafness is uh, pretty much guaranteed um, uh, as well. Um, um, th- there can be uh, visual issues, uh, issues with uh, vision and as well uh, paralysis pretty much anywhere in the body is mm. and are they are they are they i'm assuming they're all benign tumors? usually but sometimes they can be uh, malignant okay. i'm curious what the difference is between uh nf type 2 and nf type 1 uh type 1 is more uh they it affects the skin so you see people with uh tumors on their skin uh, sometimes they have tumors uh, on their face, uh, rather large tumors, uh, as well. They have like, uh, sometimes like stains on their, it looks like coffee stains on their skin with, uh, NF1. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's tumors. So that, so you're, you are likely to have this tumor growth in a bunch of places in your body. And then the tumors that grow wherever they grow end up affecting, you know, function of, Whatever it is, and, and and like you said, it's often the ears. I know you you you. I notice you're wearing it, or you're not wearing it now. You took it off, but you have a hearing aid. So you've, I'm assuming you've had tumor growth on your. Um, what did you What did you say they they, they were your your hearing nerves? Hearing nerves, yeah. Uh, so they're in the yeah the back of the head. Uh, it also causes uh, balance issues. So um, and so you have uh, one on each hearing nerve. So they're and they both grow along the brainstem. Uh, so as they grow, they also kind of push into the brainstem. Oh, wow. Jeez. Um, so is this like, so I guess depending on, are, are you in this sort of constant cycle of monitoring the size of tumors and whether they need to be removed or whether they can be removed? I know that brainstem tumors, you know, depending on where they are uh, or how they are growing, then that can be challenging. Mm-hmm. Like how many tumors have you had to have removed over your lifetime or, you know, how many tumors are you monitoring? Uh a lot, a lot. Um, I uh, so yeah. The the way that they uh, treat NF two is either with radiation therapy or surgery. Um, I have a wonderful surgeon here, and uh, basically the way that they um, deal with it is uh, when the side effects of surgery uh, are less than the side effects of just having the tumor. So sure. yeah, I get uh, MRI. Uh, yeah, I have MRIs every year. Uh, to kind of track the tumor. So I have um, still have uh, one on the right side, which they did radiation on uh, in 2008. And previous to that, they had already done surgery on the left side. So anytime they do surgery on the, the brain tumors, I lose the hearing in that year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, so, sorry, so prior to the radiation they did surgery on the left side so i'm fully deaf in that ear and then on the right side whenever they did radiation they said i'd be fully deaf within six months but 
I can still hear 15 years later. So. Oh, nice. Whoa. Thank God, because uh, this would be a very challenging <laughs> podcast if, if you couldn't hear anything. <laughs> Unless you were incredibly good at reading lips. That's right. But then we have these fat mics in front of our mouths, so that would cause a problem. That's right. yeah. You guys have... don't know sign language? Uh, <laughs> we, should have, yeah. we should learn. Yeah, we, should we should take should. courses. Maybe we should. Actually, that, would, that would actually be a really <laughs> sick video podcast. Just all in sign. I actually just realized just the other day how how uh not from practice or anything but just how much easier it is to um uh know what somebody's saying when is if, if you can see their lips like i was i i was right. i was away from i had the tv on i was uh i was kind of watching something and then i went into another room where i could still see the tv but the volume was low enough that it was kind of hard to hear what they were doing and then kyla was around she was doing something like it was it, it, if I looked away from the TV, I really couldn't tell what, what somebody was saying at all. And it was kind of like a documentary sort of thing. And I looked at the TV and I went, Oh, I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Just like that faint, just that faint yeah. being able to hear kind of like some of the, like the S sounds yeah. and stuff like that when, the, and, and then correlate that with the way that their mouth is moving. I was like, Holy shit. Well, I, I mean, to that, reading is like, yeah, he- to really that helpful to that point. I'm kind of curious about like Kevin, you know, when you, when you, when you, uh, reveal to people that you are actually deaf in one ear. Um, do you get the like? Do you get the thing where people are like, "Oh, oh, sorry, what I was saying," what, and they just start fucking like yelling at you? Or Dude, you're gonna blow his other eardrum? <laughs> <Yeah. Fuck, dick. laughs> do, do you get that often, or is it? Um, or do people like you know, like Taylor saying here? Do people go, "Okay, I'll be sure to like face you properly." I'll be very clear with what I'm saying. Maybe like use my mouth a little bit wider or or more exaggerated than than usual. Yeah, ninety five percent of the time it's just yeah the yelling. Which, uh, <laughs> Does never that help? Helps. No, it, it makes doesn't. it so much worse. Like their voice. Yeah, just like you know, it, it's less clear. And right. yeah, they're just yeah. How yelling. about I add some distorting bass? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like when Kevin, I feel like when you came uh, in and and uh, you said that you're a bit of hard of hearing. Brian I, yells immediately. Uh, no, I, Brian I just immediately I don't starts think I yelled, screaming. But I think I I definitely noticed that. Why are I was, you yelling right now? I'm not yelling right now. You are yelling right now. <laughs> I noticed that I'm speaking and enunciating more clearly. This is what it's like to have an argument with him and Maddie. You are yelling. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, I'm not yelling. I'm just going to turn his gain up like seventy percent for this whole podcast. You raise yeah. your vol. You raise. You, no, I'm not saying you. I'm saying like when you're talking. When I whenever I, I noticed that I I raised my volume. I hopefully I wasn't yelling. I don't think I was yelling, but I I do become very conscious of like saying everything that I'm saying to you hmm. rather than, you know, looking around or, or whatever, like saying something or if, if I'm referencing something that's in the room, I'm not going to look over at that and look away from you. Then I'll try to look, you know, and, and I guess that's the, is that the key? Is that the key to just like keep eye contact? Like, are you, is that what you're trying to do? Are you trying to, you know, like lip foot? Are you trying? <laughs> are you trying to get that focus fucking on- mic out of your face, dude? I, know, I can't right? see your lips. I know, right? Are you trying to focus on my lips? And I guess when you have headphones on like this, does that make the lip movement m- less necessary? Right. Yeah. Yeah. This this helps so much. Uh, and it, yeah, because especially when you can only hear out of one ear, uh, I find I just kind of turn my good ear to people. Um, but also, whenever you can 
only here out of one year. You don't know where noise is coming from. Right. 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 So and if, if you're in a room with a bunch of people and they're talking, you're like looking around like a crazy person trying to like figure out who's talking. <laughs> right. um, oh, that's yeah. wild. Are you allowed to, like, does that affect uh, driving? Uh, mm, yeah. And I also can't really see out of my left eye. Oh, does um, that affect driving? That affects <laughs> driving a bit, especially merging uh, onto highways. Yeah. 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 You're probably so still wait, better like, than my mom. So, so you're, you say your left eye? Yeah. Your left eye, you can't see out of it all? Uh, barely. I had uh, an ulcer on the cornea. so um, And I that's had, from the NF2. Yeah, so I have Bell's palsy on the left side of my face, so um, I can't really blink my left eye. Right. Um, so it just gets so dry that it cracks, the cornea cracks. Okay, Is the Bell's so that's... palsy from a, ner- from a tumor on a nerve? Yeah, so uh, with, with the, the surgery... Um, on the the tumor, the brain tumor on the left side, um, where it's at, it, it it also it's pushing up against the brain stem, but also the facial nerve. Mm. So uh, my doctor. So in two thousand eight, uh, I had my first surgery uh, on the left side, and he shaved it down probably ninety percent, but didn't want to touch the facial nerve or anything, um, and so he left it. Uh, so because of that, I was fully deaf, but I didn't have any issues right. uh, with my face, and then. They, it grew back, so then in 2012, they did another surgery on it where they shaved it down but still didn't want to get too aggressive. Uh, and then within six months, it had grown back again. So they had to get aggressive with it. Mm. So, yeah, I woke up uh, with Bell's palsy on the left side of my face, and I can't really feel on the left side of my face mm. as well. Right. So, so uh, there's, uh, you, you know, you have, a, you have a bunch of stuff with you here on the table, a bunch of stuff. You've got your phone, your glasses, and a water bottle. But there's also uh, a hearing aid, right? Um, and then there's a couple of other like little bottles. Are these artificial tears? Like because you can't because of the dryness of the eye? Yeah, I put them in about every thirty minutes. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. So there's three different bottles. What? Why all three? Are they like? Uh, are they like 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 this is flavors. for just like keeping? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say this is for just keeping the eyes moist. This is for when I want to start crying and like make a scene. <laughs> but, but what are what, why why are there three different ones? Uh, my right eye actually needs eye drops as well. So the larger one there is for my right eye, Holy and then God, the two different colors of the other two. One is uh, like a, a more of a gel than a drop. Uh, so I put that in um, when my eyes super dry. Okay, so yeah, right. So you know like the extra dry. You know what wow. I find wow. is wild is that like when you came in here today, I mean, I you just look like a normal person. <laughs> you know, like there's nothing with a bunch nothing. of with a bunch of boobs on his shirt. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. like whatever. The boob shirt was a little bit weird, but 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 like but but then like here, it, I mean, it just goes to show, and I don't know why I'm always so surprised at this. Like after having you know hundreds of conversations with people who are dealing with yeah, things, that sick people who, also look normal. No, I I and I <laughs> I know that I know this, but it's like it's just so wild to me the extent to which you've like the shit that yeah. you've been through. Yeah. And like how you you just can like go through the world sort of I I, I use, I've been using this word masking a lot lately because I find that like I with my ADHD experience I feel like I've been masking that for a long time and you know it's hard to fit into like like neurotypical society but but like you know there are people going through with these like physical challenges you know whether you can't hear it in one ear you can't see it in one eye but you just fucking do it. You just do it. Yeah. And like, it looks so normal and, and like easy, but like be like underneath the cover, 
people don't truly appreciate the shit that you have to go through yeah. on a day to day basis just to like be, which yeah. is so wild to me. And I, I don't know why it's still so wild. To I mean, me. it's kind of, right. I mean, and to that, to that point, I guess it's kind of like, and maybe, I don't know, I guess the question would be that, do you feel this way? That it's kind of like a win lose in the sense that it's like, yeah, you, it's not this like obvious, super obvious outward thing where people are like, what's going on with that guy? <laughs> but then also like, you don't, you might not get the, mm-hmm. the like understanding because then all of a sudden when you got to, you know, put. 30 eye drops in your eyes, they're like, what the fuck is that about? I mean, <laughs> I, I, I think the reason why you, like it, you never get, you never get unsurprised by it is because like the same reason why I never, I would never get, I would never be bored or unsurprised by a Cirque du Soleil show. Mm. It's like the human body is capable of doing, and I'm talking about Cirque du Soleil here. The human body is capable of doing, unbelievably fucking wild things. Pretty to, good to, parallels to, to, this, to the to, to, to the deg- to the degree yeah. where like it it brings me to t- like I, I don't think I, I've seen Cirque du Soleil six times now all different shows each one I've been brought to tears mm-hmm. I've been brought to tears simply because a man did like 16 backflips and landed on like a, a little lady that like you know fucking then then like threw him 50 feet yeah, in the air. Yeah, like, and I just like, Somehow. I'm like, oh my God, I don't know how that's yeah. what, like, and it, it, it just moves me. And yeah. I think with, you know, with this podcast, when we meet people who are going through similar things like, like Kevin here, it's, it's not the, it's not the feats of strength. It's the fact that I'll never be, I'll never be unsurprised by the, the power of resilience that people have. Like resilience is just as fucking awe inspiring and, Mind blowing as wild physical feats. It to makes me, me, but it makes yeah. me, I think, personally feel two ways, which is one is like, like sometimes I feel like I don't take an, enough time to something that I feel like I'm always trying to work on is like appreciating other people's experiences. I think like we're all, I think we're all always trying to work on doing that. Mm-hmm. And when you like really take the time to like, I mean, we've sat down for like 20 or 30 minutes so far and in that little amount of time hearing about the things that you've been through so far, it's like, fuck, like, like just the fact that, you know, there's like, maybe I'm standing next to someone in the elevator at my building and we go through 14 floors and don't say a word to each other. And like that person may may be going through shit. Mm -hmm. And like, I could have maybe had a conversation with them that made, maybe made both of our days, you know, 1% better. Mm-hmm. But like we just don't say anything to each other, and then the time just goes mm-hmm. by, and and whatever. It makes me feel bad about that, but it also, you know, makes me feel really amazing about like what we are capable of as people. And I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just this like really interesting dichotomy of like two contrasting experiences that I'm reminded of when we have conversations like this. Satan, drugs, therapy. It's not just the list of what I'm up to this weekend. I'm comedian Kiki Anderson, and those are just a handful of the taboo topics I've poked and prodded at so far on my podcast, Indecent, the show where we peel at the wallpaper of polite society. Each episode digs into the dark underbelly of our culture to dissect the things we aren't allowed to talk about around the dinner table, featuring conversations with comedians, activists, journalists, academics. They all help me figure out the who, what, and why behind what is and isn't acceptable behavior. Indecent with Kiki Anderson, where NSFW meets LMAO. Mwah.
we've touched on the fact that you have NF2, but we didn't really get into the story surrounding um, getting your diagnosis. And, uh, and I always love hearing like the sort of origin story that people have when it comes to the things that they're dealing with. Um, and I can imagine that like, well, I don't know. Like, you know, your mom had it. It's it's known to run in the family. Mm-hmm. So is this the kind of thing where they were like, all right, we're going to like keep an eye on you, Kevin, and every couple of years, like test you for NF2 or or like, you know, how does that work? Do, do people do when do people typically find out they have NF2 and how do they how do you find out? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, my, my mom has it. Uh, my grandfather, um, some of my uncles have it. So, um so, uh, but I, yeah, didn't, um, my, I guess my parents knew when I was in my teens, but didn't tell me cause I didn't, you know, want it to affect me. Whoa. Um, Ooh. so yeah. So that, uh, but then when, when I was 19, um, I was living in Calgary and I started to get, uh, really bad migraines where I'd lose feeling in my pinky and then it would spread up my hand and then just go all the way up my arm and just lose feeling in my whole body. Ouch. I'd lose my vision and yeah, I'd be crazy headaches and stuff um so then um i went home and and uh i had mris and uh they said yeah so you have brain tumors um and but this is the first time we've checked them so we're not sure if they're growing or if they're stable Uh, and they said like they put the decision on me to either have surgery then or put it off for a few months uh get another mri um i put it off and um the, the symptoms just got worse. And uh, so I ended up uh, three months later, I went back for another checkup and I had brain surgery the next day. Um, so yeah, I had my so first brain surgery and it was a uh, 15 hour surgery. So pretty lengthy uh, surgery. I was in the hospital for about a week and a half and then recovered at home for about a week and a half. Then I went back up uh, for a checkup and the doctor, um, then showed me an, another MRI, uh, which was the MRI in my spine, and I had a tumor the size of a softball in my lower spine. Oh, um, wow. So then he's like, "Yeah, you're having more surgery tomorrow." So <coughs> holy wow. fuck! And it, do you have to have your surgery so quickly because it's growing? Like because it's like this is going to get bigger like in two days. So we need to do this to like right now. Yeah, and the doctor said for the one in my spine that, yeah, it was pretty close to being paralyzed from the waist down. Oh, shit. Yeah, right, because I, I guess, like, you know, it doesn't need a lot of room to fuck you up. You know, it doesn't, like, it doesn't need, it doesn't take much. I mean, all that There's something growing so, on your spine to, like, so jam-packed in there. debilitate you, and I guess, like, forever. Like, it, once it gets to that point, it's like, well, you cross the line. There's no going mm-hmm. back now. Because if it grows around the nerve, that's when it's like, that's, I'm assu- I mean, I'm not, I'm... <laughs> I'm no doctor yet. Spoiler. <laughs> I'm assuming once it, once some, once a tumor grows around the nerve, then it's probably, it probably becomes next to impossible to save the nerve. Cause if you mm-hmm. want to take the tumor out, you've probably got to fuck with the nerve. Yeah. Right. yeah so they, in, yeah. So they had to uh, cut the nerve and the nerve it was growing on uh, was the nerve from my left quadricep. Uh, so that, doesn't really work anymore uh so they had to and it was that surgery was a 20-hour surgery where they had to cut me open in my back to get at it and then halfway through the surgery flipped me over and cut open my stomach Uh, whoa they can do that man 
Dude, and you know what's crazy? They can do whatever they want. You know Flip you over halfway through a surgery. Dude, they, they, you, know they, they, you know what I bet they're doing? They can pick your nose while you're fucking past that. They can do whatever they that want. That seems a lot Dude, easier. They're going to flip you're you over. completely asleep. They're yeah. going to flip you over, and then to get to that, they're going to open you up and like... Oh, yeah, mo- like, like move your mush like around. Like mush everything to the side. They got to get all those burgers that like fell off to the side. <laughs> yeah, out, yeah. You know? All those old ass, all those old ass burgers. A pacifier, yeah. Dinosaur-shaped chicken nuggets. yeah. <laughs> dude, they can do weird shit to you. Yeah, dude. Have you ever watched videos? I mean, this is off topic, but have you ever watched videos of like, um, uh, what's the what's the the bone doctors like, the do- doctors that focus on like osteo? Uh, 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 it is osteo. It's o- yeah, yeah. They're uh, osteo doctors, osteoticians. No, no, no. Oh, for fuck's no. sake, guys. Osteologists, orthopedic, orthopedic. <laughs> yeah, they're orthopedists, orthopedic surgeons. Uh, you ever watch? You ever watch? Maybe or- who knows? It is. No, they right. definitely are orthopedic. It is. It is. It's. Uh, it's. Uh, no, that's feet. No, no, no. God damn. Anyway, orthopedic surgeons. You ever watch videos of orthopedic surgeons oh, doing their thing? Right it is. Oh, and fucking crazy! You mean it, when they like break shit? And, dude, like, yeah, to, they're like yeah. they like they'll they'll take the bones and they're like, dude, like they basically just wind up like with a baseball bat. They have mallets and mallets. Shit. They're yeah. just and they're like there's no there's no technique. You know, they're just like I, just, I mean, it doesn't look like doesn't look technique. like it. I mean, they're swinging like a Neanderthal. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. It honestly reminds me of when I had my wisdom teeth taken out. Yeah, and oh, I yeah, was awake for it, yeah. and the doctor's like, I still literally, don't believe this dude, literally on like that foot on the edge of the chair. I don't believe that. Pliers in my mouth, just going. He didn't have his <gasps> foot on the table. Come on. <laughs> Get out of here. And hearing it crack, oh, that breaks the worst. Oh, yeah. it's insane. It, it is orthopedic. It is orthopedic. Yeah, I, I mean, I knew it the whole time. I was just playing with you guys. You were just testing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, I was talking about the foot surgeon. What's that? I don't know. It's probably <laughs> something similar. <laughs> it is. Podiatrist. That's. It. I think you might be right. Who knows? You should check it. <laughs> <laughs> Who gives a shit? Um, what like what kind of? Um, so you were nineteen when you had those surgeries. Like what? What the? What is the recovery process like for something like that? You know, like, um, I mean, these are, we're, we're talking about like brain surgery and abdominal surgery and spinal surgery. Like these are the types of surgeries that are, they're not, they're not, you know, they're not a, a quick in and out. No. Yeah. So in, uh, also they, um, with all the tumors, they would shave them down, but there was still a little bit left. So they also put me on <clears throat> steroids, um, after each surgery, so that decreases growth in the body, uh, and I'm lying in a hospital bed for weeks, uh, so getting weaker, and then it also makes you super hungry, so yeah, I ate a crazy amount. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, so w- with the, the, the spinal surgery, um, where they're, yeah, cutting into your core and everything, and then also I didn't, um, I lost my left quadricep. Uh, I couldn't really walk for like six months wow. afterwards. Oh, wow. Um, so yeah, slowly got back to that. So yeah, it was a lot of time just sitting in a hospital bed, and then even when I went home, just sitting in a bed at my parents' place. What did you do to like pass? The, like, what did you do in those moments to not go crazy? Like, what did you I do to pass crazy. the time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, I didn't. I did. I just did. <laughs> are, you guys, are, you, are you like? A, are you a movie? Are you a video game guy? Uh, yeah, I played a lot of video games. Um, watched a lot of yeah movies, TV, YouTube. Um, there weren't really podcasts back then, or at least I didn't listen. It was yeah. 2008, so uh, early, early that. days of podcasts. Yeah. Do you have a, Do you have any like go to video games? 
Uh, I like mostly sports games like NBA. It's uh, yeah. my go-to. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I just got WWE 2K23, and uh, guys, yeah. it's the one of the best games. You've I've been ever talking played. a lot about it. It's I mean, so fucking. I found. Good. I found. I I didn't have. I six months. I got nothing on six months. But when I broke my pelvis, and I was like. I was like, I don't know, fuck, how long was I? Was like, it, was a, it was a little while. It was yeah. like two months. Yep. It was like close to two months yep. of, you know, can't do anything, laying on the couch. And I found that because I am very enthusiastic about movies and video games, it wasn't the end of the world. Like, it was, it was like, it was like, I, I know that this bone is going to get better hmm. and I'm going to get back. Well, I did, at that time, I didn't really know that I would get back to doing everything that I wanted to do, but going, ah, I'll be, I'll, I'll be able to walk again. Like the video games and, and movies really kind of just went like, I'm just going to really hunker down in this space and just dive in and just crush a ton of stuff and I'll be better. I guess I'll that's a, better. but I guess that's a, like a big difference is like the mental health side of things when you know that things might, might not get better yeah. or like things yeah. might be worse. And, yeah, and, and also where it runs in my family, you know, my mom, she's fully deaf. Uh, she has Bell's palsy on both sides of her face. Uh, her eyes have been very impacted because of that. Um, yeah, and she, like, has really bad balance as well because where uh, the brain tumors are, their rate, um, your, your um, hearing nerves control your balance. So, mm-hmm, right. um, so yeah, she, she suffered a lot. So it was kind of, uh, going from not knowing I had enough to all of a sudden just, yeah, major surgeries. And especially at that age where a lot of my friends are, are traveling or going to college or university and, you know, pretty exciting time and I'm kind of laid up. And then also, um, so whenever I got better a few months later, that's when I had the radiation on the right side. Um, and I was told that, yeah, I'd probably be deaf in, in about six months. So, uh, yeah, it was just, pretty scary time yeah and, mm-hmm. like for for your mom did do you know sign so uh whenever she first went deaf i was five and we started going to sign language classes but then mm. going back to what taylor was saying like she got so good at reading lips that it was almost like she wasn't deaf mm. um, Whoa! so cool i i just like i would i would sign the first letter of the word i was saying and then she would just she would just get it mm. every time uh, it was incredible. So I, this, I'm not. I, I'm. Ser- I know this is going to sound like I'm trying to be funny, but I'm not. But if you have if you have Bell's palsy on both sides, is it kind of like just even out? <laughs> you know uh, what I mean. Like that does sound silly. I know. It, uh, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I know what you mean. So I know my, what you mean. My Bell's palsy uh, actually um, look. Like my face is brought up a bit. Okay, um, tell it it, because throw- this is a fucking wild thing. The ENT. Yeah. I, again, this is like back to that whole thing about like it's wild that we have learned how to do these things to our bodies it, with science. Please tell us about this like this fucking thing that your ENT doc did. Great. So, uh, so and right after the surgery where I lost feeling, um, I got the Bell's palsy. Um, I, like coming out of each surgery, that was my biggest fear. Um, I would just as soon as I woke up, I'd ask the nurses like, "How does my face look?" And I'm sure they thought I was crazy. Like, is he hitting on me? What is going on here? Why is this guy so concerned about his face? Am I still handsome? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then after the third one, yeah, so I I had the Bell's palsy. And and it's like whenever you go to the dentist, you have no control over your face. So 
So uh, shortly after the surgery, I'm in the hospital and I'm just drinking chocolate milk with my brother. And he's like, oh, you got a little on your shirt. And I look down and I'm just covered in chocolate milk. So it's like <laughs> a little. I did completely <laughs> adapt yeah, to like, um, yeah, just having no control over the left side of my face. And then shortly after that, um, uh, I was connected with uh, an ENT doctor who um, he took my facial nerve and connected it to my tongue nerve. What? Um, <laughs> So, and how wire your car? <laughs> so, yeah, he cut into my tongue nerve, and those nerves are tiny. I don't know how he did it. So, he cut into it a little bit and then stitched my facial nerve into it. And, uh, and then within three months, my face kind of came back up. Wow. Um, so, whenever I move my tongue, I can, that helps me blink and move my. So, he just, so he just took your facial nerve, crazy. connects it to a nerve that works properly. And it's like the nerve that works properly is just like giving the juice to the facial nerve. Yeah. Wow. So when you move your tongue, <clears throat> that's how I blink and everything. Wait, <laughs> I, I can't. I mean, say that again. <laughs> that's why when he moves his Wait. tongue, it's how he blinks. Yeah. So hold, okay. So when so you're when you're when you're when you're like. When you're going down on someone, when, are you just like, are you just like blinking? Like you're just, your fucking eyes are going, blink, 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 blink. you're like tickling them with your eyelashes. Dude, that must be Dude, amazing. That, that was very, great. That was very funny. That was very funny. <laughs> that is crazy. There's I mean, like, two ways that you can hurt your neck. Did you, <laughs> did you like, did you have to, how, 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 um, how naturally did that come to you? Like, like, I can imagine that, okay, I can't blink now, but I can if I use my tongue in a certain way. You must have had to like teach yourself how to how to utilize your tongue in a way mm -hmm. that was benefiting the rest of your face. So like how long was that that sort of uh that period of time before you started kind of just it just became natural? Yeah, after like three months, uh yeah, my face kind of came back up and um yeah, I was like a year of practice of practice yeah. uh, and, and i had physio a physiotherapist um who was like working with me uh with techniques and stuff to <laughs> and what is the technique like like what do you do with your tongue to blink like i push my tongue to the left side as basically as hard as i can in my face so when you know Dude, that, that you is need, wild when That's you, so crazy. when you know that you need to blink like uh i need to moisturize my eye blink you're moving your tongue to do that but yeah. when you're talking Talking and, and using your tongue for speech, does that trigger blinking or? Yeah. And when I'm eating, so I'm blinking <laughs> sometimes. Um, or when you're. <laughs> I, thought, I, I thought you were going to say, I thought you were going to say that's why your eyes are so dry because you forget to do it all the time. <laughs> you just right, right. your eye open. But yeah. I, well, I, yeah, I don't blink that much. So it's like, you know, whenever you have the staring contests and your eyes really yeah. painful you'd probably crush it it's all yeah i'm yeah, like yeah. the world champion basically <laughs> hey, fun, fun fact fun fact yeah i uh, this is so random super <laughs> random my nephews were at my place the um like a week and a half ago maybe and my dad was there and my dad is like my dad is like the ultimate the ultimate like i'm just gonna spend the whole time with these kids and just like fuck around and play games with them so they're they're having for like an hour, they're doing no blinking contests. <laughs> <laughs> Their eyes are just so irritated. <laughs> so, so irritated. They got to a minute and a half. And my, and, uh, and, uh, dude, that's, and, and then, uh, and then, long, and then one of the, and then one of the kids is like, then one of the kids is like, that's a gotta be a world record. And, oh my God, uh, what is it? And of course, so Taylor and Googled it and was like, actually, no, it's no, my not. dad, no my, no, my dad did. My dad, my dad did. Cause my dad's more competitive than I am. <clears throat> 
And um, it's an hour and 35 minutes. Wow. Ew. Without blinking. It's the world nothing. record. That's nothing compared to the world's longest kiss. Oh, wasn't that like 48 hours? Oh, or it's something like seven weeks. Stop it's it. stupid. It's beautiful. <laughs> You're going to Google it. <laughs> world's longest kiss. Um, wait, what? <laughs> kiss for four minutes and six seconds underwater. Oh. <laughs> well, now we're adding another. <laughs> we're adding another element, literally. Yeah, I think the harder thing there was. Being underwater. <laughs> being underwater. No, oh, 58 hours is what it was. Kevin, I was uh, Ew, Kevin, gross. I'm, I'm curious for you, um, like seeing your mom go through what she's been through and having this in your family. Um, do you talk with your family members much about the sort of experiences that you're going through and like compare notes? Uh, kind of. Yeah. Um, it's also like a depressing so like, and scary because it, um, so we don't talk about it too much. Um, we talked about yeah experiences we've had and stuff, but um, yeah, I find like uh, we we all try and um, kind of be a hero, and then so every six months uh, we go in and, and see uh, our neurosurgeon team, and everyone is like, hey, I'm feeling great, and then we get in front of the doctor, and it's like ah, I can't really feel on the left left side of my hand, Ooh. and like all these symptoms come out. Um, so yeah, it's kind of um, yeah, we don't always talk. But if someone's having like radiation uh, therapy, we talk about our experience. Like, yeah, what we've had. Is, is there a sense in that? Is there a sense in that of of your mom and the things that she is experiencing, like um, like full deafness and the Bell's palsy? Like, is it kind of like you are basic, You are like a picture of my future. Mm-hmm. Very and, much, so. and and like, and and that maybe you don't want to go. You just don't want to go there yet. Like you're like, and not to say that that is your future, but like obviously it's very easy to think that it could it could be because you've got you deal with the same stuff. Um, is there a sense of that? Yeah, very much so. It, um, yeah, just fear of yeah the unknown and uh, yeah, like I said, with the disease, it can cause paralysis really anywhere and. Um, also the thing, whenever you're deaf or hard of hearing, it majorly impacts mm. like your friendships and ability to have friends. Social media has made it a bit better, but even for myself, whenever I'm out with a group, it's like I'm on the outside looking in because mm. everyone's talking. I can't understand what anyone's saying. Uh, so it's kind of like you're there, but you're not part of the conversation. Mm. Um, and then, uh, yeah, also with, with my mom, sometimes it's, uh, you know, when you, when you can feel the pain that they feel, uh, you really know what they're going through. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's sometimes harder to yeah, watch your, your parent or loved one. Who was it that said the other something. day, uh, somebody we were talking with that was like, um, it was, uh, David Richmond. Um, mm-hmm. and he said something along the lines of like, you know, if, uh, if you find it, if you, you know, you know that someone's going through something like a friend of yours, or if, I mean, if you and your, it's like, maybe, maybe you're the only person that they don't have to talk about that shit with Yeah, you know, hmm. because everybody yeah. else they've got to explain and they've got to say like, yeah. I can't hear because of what this and like my face is like my face droops because I've got those Paul and it's like with you, it's like, you get it. You already get mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. You get it. She gets it. 
Yeah. Maybe there maybe it's like the relationship where that doesn't need to take place. Is there is there life expectancy um issues with NF2? Uh typically people live a yeah, normal lifespan. Um but I have had people uh that I met um through a few NF uh communities. I had a good friend in Ontario. Um he passed away in his in his twenties because of it. He was a wonderful guy. Uh, we we talked a lot. We ne- we met once in person. He came from Ontario to Anaganish, and we hung out. Um, but in his case, uh, it didn't run in the family. He was just born with it. Um, uh-huh. And yeah, he uh, his his tumors were quite aggressive when he was younger. And then I knew someone in in Halifax who had it, and they ended up getting a tumor in one of their major arteries. And oh wow, right, yeah. and that would do it. Yeah, yeah. Like, how does this? Um you know, again, we, 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 were, we were talking about like sort of the things that you do on a daily basis and, and how this affects you on a day-to-day basis. So, you know, the, the eye, your eyes get really dry. You're, you're, you know, you're deaf in one ear. You can, you're blind in one eye. Um, and so I'm kind of curious about like how this affects your ability to work. Like what do you do for work? Are you, are you able to be physically active? Um, I know that, you know, in a month from now... Uh, you're going to be doing a, a 10k marathon at the Blue Nose. Congratulations! Whoa, cool, sweet. Um, so, like, maybe just ex- explain to people like how this, um, what you do for work, like how, what's your day to day while juggling all the things that you have to juggle with NF2. Yeah, so it, um, and yeah, every day is different, especially with my eye. Uh, some days it's more dry than others. Uh, I work on uh, a computer, which I guess doesn't help. Um, and a lot of the times I actually wear an eye patch, uh, which just helps cover the eye and uh, gets less irritated. Um, and as well, so I work uh, for a large corporation in Canada. I'm a manager of a team there. Um, and when I first started there in 2015, um, I... Uh, after a year, the, we moved offices, and the office, the new office, the air was super dry, and it was really bothering my eye. And even my good eye started to become dry, uh, so I requested actually to work from home. And at the time, I was a phone advisor, and it's a very large company, and they had n- never had anyone work from home before in that position. Uh, so it took uh, about six months, but I was eventually able to work from home. Uh, and I crushed it. And then about six months later, I was doing so well that they started to allow my teammates and people to work from home. And they expanded and started to allow a lot more people to work from home. <laughs> wow. And they then, must have been stoked when COVID hit. They were like, fuck yeah, dude. Same thing. Kevin set us up. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. No change. We know here. exactly what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. Everybody, Everybody go home. Go home. <laughs> it, it is pretty, I mean, that's pretty awesome, too. Yeah. You know, like work from home is so interesting. Like I, I mean, obviously, because of COVID, my my company went to work from home, and and at the time uh, we had an office space, and then they got rid of the office space, and mm-hmm. I mean it saves the company money. Plus, like like for me working from home, I was able to like work, watch way at, more porn, way more, yeah, and <laughs> <laughs> work at times that worked, and uh, you know like like the things on my computer screens were like the things on Kevin's shirt, you know, <laughs> yeah, just, that's just right. nonstop, that's right. boobs, <laughs> yeah, um, but, uh, but but yeah, it's Jesus it's Christ. sweet, you know, like I remember one of my the the my favorite things that came out of COVID was um, how more accessible work got for people Ooh, who really. you know needed these accommodations 
but otherwise wouldn't have had them if it, if they weren't if these companies weren't forced into doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really cool to hear that your company, you know, after probably a lot of advocating from your side, um, was able to make that switch. And also the fact that you proved that you can be super productive mm-hmm. and work from home and not have to be in the office. I think, I think that's awesome. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, like, like Jared said, just the fact that, yeah, supporting diversity helped the company in the long run. And without that, yeah, they would have been really scrambling, you know, COVID hit and within a week, everyone was working from home and mm-hmm. a massive corporation. So yeah, the, mm-hmm. would have been a lot of work. And so what, what, and what is the, fit, like, you know, you mentioned, uh, Jared said, you're going to be doing the, the, the 10 K at the blue nose, like, you know, what, how, what kind of like, what, what does that look how badly like? are you going to fuck everyone up on yeah. that? 10K? <laughs> what, what, like, how, you know, that like, you know, you said your left quad doesn't really work. So obviously, <laughs> oh, yeah, right. how obviously, obviously that is not a small feat. So how yeah. does, what does that look like for you? What is getting like, what, what is, what does activity and exercise look like for you? You know, how much of a, how, how much of a challenge is it for you? Um, yeah, it's, uh, like we were saying earlier, like you, you just adapt to everything. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I'm able to, to run pretty fine. So I, a lot of running, a lot of, uh, I have an exercise bike at home. So a lot of going on that. Um, and then, yeah, just, uh, trying to eat healthier. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and then it's, yeah, it's a little scary, especially whenever you're running. Cause I can't see on my left side. And then when you, when you can only see out of one eye, you don't have depth perception. So I'm always uh, worried about, you know, running into someone uh, in a race. There's so many people around. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's that. But I did do a maritime race weekend oh, in that's September. Great. And that, you know, I, I usually wear an eye patch. So everyone was wearing an eye patch. So I figured I had yeah. a one up on everyone. Uh, it's like, it's like pirate awesome. themed. Yeah, right. that, that, that is. Yeah. Mich- oh, that's... Mich- Michelle, who runs cool. maritime race weekend, I've known for a very long time. Um, through either is that what they, they do it like that every year? Yeah, oh, I yeah. didn't know that. That's it's cool. in uh, it's in Eastern Passage. Oh, cool, um, sweet. Uh, but it's it's an awesome dude. Run. You definitely have one up on it. Oh yeah, there. yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And what I think what, what some people like, I mean, especially with especially having oh my god, somebody farted. I think it was Loki who's sitting <laughs> on it. Um, for the listeners, Loki is uh, our, our new hire. Loki's um, <laughs> my friend. He's sitting. It's an intern. We, we just hired an intern named Loki. <laughs> he's, tra- he's sitting on Taylor. Um, he's, he's transcribing this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I farted. <laughs> um, that you know, if you, especially if you've got, I mean, how easy it is if you've got something like a quad that doesn't work to yeah. have physical activity really like fall by the wayside, and something that is very, that is like the long-term really bad for absolutely everybody, regardless of what's going on with your body and your health is like bone density and running Mm -hmm. in whatever form is like when you, when, when you have your bone density, like after a certain age, your bone, like your bone density, it's like, it's what you got and it can only go down from there. Mm -hmm. So you have to like running is, I'm not the biggest fan of running, but running is like one of the most important things you can probably the most important thing yeah. to do for your bone density. Lift heavy weights. Um, and, and lifting and lifting weights as well is very good for your bone density. Thank God. Right. Thank God. Yeah. That's right. Cause, um, Cause you guys are, you guys are lifting heavy right now. Am I right? You are right. Every day. <laughs> five days a week. Five days a week. Five days a week. Yeah. Wow, I'm so proud of you guys. Um, I'm curious, Kevin, you were talking about uh, the challenge with, um, uh, like social challenges that come with your situation. Uh, I'm curious what uh, dating has been like. Um, 
Can you uh, can you tell us about your your dating history? Well, as soon as they find out about that tongue trick, <laughs> it's fucking a shoe in. Uh, uh, yeah, I actually got married very young. I was uh, twenty one when I got married. Oh wow! Yeah, I. Um, and just before all this happened, uh, I, when I was, I was out living in Calgary, uh, met my current wife out there. Um, and we had only met for about three weeks, and then I moved home uh, to for a few months um, to get my checkup. And and, um, and then we stayed in touch. And then uh, that was, yeah, kind of um, whenever the doctor gave me the choice of doing surgery now or uh, putting it off for three months, um, yeah, I really wanted to to uh, go back out there and see her. So I uh, moved back out to Calgary and we were uh, living together. And then yeah, I got super sick and, and moved back here uh, and then convinced her to move back here with me. She's originally from Columbia. She was just um, in Calgary for summer. And uh, so, yeah, she moved to Nova Scotia and, um, yeah, stuck by my side, like when, yeah, I was going through all the surgeries and everything. So wow, that's Sweet. very cool. How, very um, lucky. how, how, um, uh, much of a difference did it make to you? Do you think like having a, a a partner there, like a romantic partner there with you going through that sort of scary period of time? Yeah, it's huge, especially after the mental health. Cause I think I couldn't imagine, yeah, living alone or just living with roommates. Uh, she's yeah, super, super supportive and has been through with me through, yeah, some, some really crazy times. And, um, yeah, I think it would be a lot more challenging without her and, yeah, she's yeah. she's amazing. That's it is, sweet. Uh, I'm also I'm in the I'm in the uh, I'm in the bin with the same person since uh, my early twenties club as well, um, and having yeah having somebody that is friends are great and friends are amazing and like you can lean on your friends for a lot. Um, Definitely more than your partners, guys. Come on, come on, guys. <laughs> I mean, and I feel like I can. I mean. I, Maybe this is just me feeling like this, but I feel like I've got friends that I can lean on heavier than the average person can lean on their friends. But um, because you guys are my friends. You're heavy, though, dude. Don't lean on me too hard. <laughs> hey, I'm lighter than you these days, FYI. Um, that doesn't matter. And uh, But having... Yeah, don't, don't growl like that. But having a, having a partner that is... Having somebody that just doesn't... It's like... Unconditional, you know? Just that mm-hmm. no matter what, can talk to you about anything, can be going through anything, and you just, they're just there. Um, it is, uh, you know, I have a, I, 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 oh, I have a, gl- I have just like the tiniest glimpse into that with like, uh, with just getting hit by a car that, you know, was just as like, you know, relative to your experience and most of our guest experiences is like this little, this little snapshot and this little glimpse into some of what some people deal with. Um, but having somebody there to take care of me and, um, and to, I think even just beyond the actual like things that they do for you, just like the knowledge that they're there, like the emotional feeling that Mm -hmm. there's somebody there is, Mm. you know, is worth its weight in gold. I think also like the, you know, like I imagine that, I think of like some of the times where like when I like suffered through, you know, a, a bout of depression and feeling really down on yourself, but like having someone there externally to sort of tell you that they love you still and mm-hmm. that they're there for you is like, man, that, that can be like a, 
like a ray of shining light in moments like that where you feel like so shitty about your situation, but somebody's there to be like, Hey, I'd still love you. And yeah, it's hard. It's, it's hard to imagine what it'd be like going through situations without a person like that there for you. The other thing that's really good is like, if you, if, if personally, if you don't have that person, you're listening to this right now, um, get a dog. Dogs are Dude, yeah. also yeah. so true. sick. Cause even though the dog, like, can't get up and make you a coffee or breakfast or something like that when you're when you can't move man they make you feel like they're making you breakfast and giving you coffee because just they just snuggle up and they're like oh you're just like a little bagel and coffee yeah you just yeah. gotta pick their shit up yeah you gotta pick their shit up that is the thing. oh yeah like hire somebody to do it you could yeah you could hire or somebody. you just you know like as long as there's nobody around no 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 don't do that no i don't do that bad for you and bad for the dog i don't do that i don't do that um that's called a thing that's abuse. Kevin. I'm just saying, if, <laughs> if there's somebody who wasn't capable of doing that, then it would, like, they should hire somebody else to do it. I mean, for sure, yeah. But if there's nobody around. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, Brian. <laughs> uh, Kevin, what would you say uh, is the biggest thing that NF2 has taken away from you? Um, I think uh, it's definitely uh, part of my social life. Um, so many times, uh, like I mentioned earlier, I go, um, I go with a group of friends and it's almost, yeah, like I'm outside just watching them all have fun. I'm happy to be there. Um, but I don't get the same interaction with people. And even, you know, some, a lot of times we're one-on-one if the restaurant's too loud, um, mm. if, if the place we're at is too loud, then I can't really talk to them. Um, so yeah, that definitely impacts it. And oftentimes in those situations, I I just pretend I know what they're talking about and uh, just yeah. go with it and keep nodding my head and saying yes. And uh, sometimes I get caught, like I think that they're saying a joke, but they they are not saying a joke, so I laugh. And it's a very awkward. <laughs> like my mom is dead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sick. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> kind of sounds like a. I don't know, like a like a like a Seinfeld. Yeah, uh, yeah. and then we're left with this awkward staring at each other, like, and then uh, right, yeah. Why'd you laugh at that? (laughs) Before before we get to that, before we get to that last question too, um, I'm curious. Like in moments like that, do you think of the benefits of like using technology or so? Like I, I can also, I can imagine you guys sitting around a table at a busy restaurant and you've got headphones on with like mics and you're just all sitting there talking. I mean, how much better would that be for you to be able to like actually hear and be engaged? And like, maybe that's not realistic to think that that could happen, but, but like, is there a way where technology can support in situations like that where you're like, Hey, fuck yeah, that could be, I'm, I'm excited for the future of like, AR glasses or like Mm. things like that, that could help in those situations. Yeah, that would be huge. Um, Cause yeah, that would be a game changer. Even with the hearing aid, it's pulling in all the other noises around me just as loud. Mm. So that doesn't help. But yeah, I think especially (laughs) with some kind of glasses where I could read what people are saying. You know what you need to do? Start a podcast with your friends. (laughs) (laughs) And just like, even for your own sake of just being able to sit down and wear headphones and use microphones to talk. It's like, it's sweet. Yeah. Have you ever seen the movie Sound of Metal? No. You should watch Very that. highly recommended. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a really phenomenal film about um, hearing loss and like passion and struggle. Beautiful film. Yeah. Uh, what would you say is the biggest thing that your experience with NF2 has given you? Uh, I would say 
uh, kind of like what Brian was talking about, um, just uh, that connection with people where um, most people, yeah, are, are going through something tough in their life. And uh, with me, you know, I'm usually wearing an eye patch. I uh, tell them I'm hard of hearing. So they um, uh, generally know, you know, I've gone through some hard times. So a lot of people open up to me. Um, so just having that as well, um, I'm um, a manager. So just being able to, because uh, again, everyone's going through a tough time. So just being able to relate to people more um, and just really help others uh, going through a hard time. Mm. Kevin, this has been really fun. Mm. I, I, again, like, you know, there's, there's, there's the added benefit of being able to sit down and chat with someone in person that like makes these conversations so much more enjoyable for us. Um, you know, I don't know if that translates to the listener or not, but it is really nice to have someone in here and, um, especially to have someone in here who's like, you know, who I, even though we're, we've just met today, I feel like has been a part of the, you know, the journey that we've been on doing the show for the last seven or eight years. And, uh, we really appreciate you coming in and and sharing your story and sharing your experiences because um, uh, you're rad. This is this is really fun. So mm. thank you, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you very much. I'm a huge fan. So this was a dream come true. Like as soon as you guys started, I started listening to it and um, just all the stories. Like whenever you you have health issues, sometimes you feel like you're alone. But then with all the so many of the episodes i'm like i had that and i'm just relating to these people and it just makes you feel a bit more normal and it it really helps with the mental health because like so many times you feel like you're alone but then with listening to your guys podcast and you make it funny and and so relatable it's yeah it's a dream come true to be thanks dude that that means a lot it really does yeah thank you Well, there you go, folks. Hope you enjoyed that conversation. As always, we are coming at you Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And if you are a fan of the podcast and you want to support the podcast, there's a number of ways you can do that. First of all, you can leave a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts. We love reading them. You can simply rate the podcast on the Spotify mobile app, if that's where you're listening. Or if you want to join the conversation, hop on over to our Discord. The link is in the show notes of this episode. And uh, we have a lovely little community over there of sickos and non-sickos all hanging out, chatting. And uh, hey, you could even help produce the podcast over there if you want. You can, again, find that link in the show notes below. Sick Boy Podcast is produced and co-hosted by myself, Jeremy Saunders, Taylor McGilvery, and Brian Stever. The show is managed by Jeffrey Lonis over at Talent Bureau. The sound design of this episode is brought to you by Donovan the CPAP Morgan. And of course, the theme music is from the band Take Part. That is it for this week. I'm Jeremy, and this is Sick Boy. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.